Hello, today is Friday, July the 14th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeffrey, we've been waiting for this week for a long time. There's was a big report, so oh, why, don't, why don't we get into what that... What happened in the markets this week? We get big reports every week, it seems like. Well, it's just the end of, end of June, the USDA had a market mover, you know, with the acreage report, more corn, less soybean acres. But that kind of ties into this week's report. It does, yes. So this week was the, the first stocks report with projected yields that tie into the, the change in acres. The one thing with these projected yields in this report, they do not have any farmer surveys. It's just based on computer module, modules, I guess, and models. So it's... Uh, so where did everything end up here? Well, end up we had a volatile week. So we started the week trading based on weather. We ended the week trading based on the, the WASDA report. So the big or thing, lack of. <laughs> well, it, it actually was a market mover. So it was a report, but it... Uh, they decreased corn yield. They went from their trend line uh, higher yield, record yield. They brought it back down to like 177.5, something like that. But the market was looking for them to go down to 176 bushels per acre. So with even with the reduced yield, they're still going to have a record production. So More acres, right? Because so. of the extra 2.1 million acres from the end of June report. So they're going to have. They're still projecting record production, even though the corn ratings were what were they up to about what fifty six percent good to excellent last week. So they, even with the drought they've been through, they're projecting still a record production. So we saw markets really drop here Wednesday when when the so report came out. Corn went down like a like a rock in water. So, but then what happened here Thursday Friday? Well. Let's go back to soybeans now before we get into Thursday, Friday. So soybeans were sure. kind of much much like corn. The market was looking for them to decrease the yield from 52 bushels, which is another record yield, down to 51.4 bushels per acre. But the USDA did not change the soybean yields at all. They left them at 52 bushels. So they still had strong production. So corn and soybeans, as soon as that report came out, they just sunk. The prices sunk because it, the markets were looking for big decreases and they didn't get them in production. So they prices went down like anything. So that was doom and gloom. Wednesday was doom and gloom after that. It was like, oh, terrible. Thursday morning, it's kind of like the you first you're thinking, oh, markets are a little positive, maybe a little correction. They went a little too far on Wednesday, but then they just kept going positive. So corn regained everything other than one penny. That it's so it was one penny down for two days. Soybeans were like plus ten cents after two days. After all the big loss on Wednesday, bigger gain on Thursday, and then today, you know here soybeans maybe pulled back, so they're pretty close to to even there from the end of the week. So it's and corn's a little positive today. So it like the market went from, or we always say the market trades on what the USDA says. But on yesterday, the market's trading as the analysts are saying they don't believe the USDA's numbers. And they're trading accordingly. And the traders are trading according to that. And that's very rare, very strange, very rare. 
So it's we always say the market trades what USDA says whether they're correct or not. But so do you think this is going to keep continuing next week, or do you think we're back into weather? Well, there's weather. Do we? What's you know, the first of the week it was all a, a doable weather. So the weather some they had some rains, but maybe they didn't hit some areas. So it was supporting prices early in the week on the on the uh, soybean side and maybe a little bit same on corn side it was supporting prices because they were kind of stressed but then it's kind of like the markets forgot about the weather and just took over with the WASA report and you read the weather reports now and they say well rains are a little more widespread but there's still areas of have there's still major have not areas in the u.s for crop growth for weather so weather has to become a bigger thing again you know, the market is always looking for information, always looking for information. So we have weather in the U.S. There's talk about how in China, weather is not very favorable for crop growth. So that means they might start importing a little bit more? Wouldn't that be positive for prices? But and Maybe more than Brazil can provide them? Wouldn't that be positive for prices? <laughs> so that's definitely a thought that's out there. Uh, and, you know, even back that up, they were saying in India this week, they're going to ban exports of rice. Remember, India has more people in it than China. So India has to import. They're starting to import more food. They're trying to grow more food like China is too. But they are an importer. They talk about one year exporting wheat and then they end up importing wheat. So if they're having trouble growing, growing rice, they'll probably have trouble growing wheat and whatever else they grow, lentils and stuff. And that. So, so that should be, if they follow suit with the wheat, then that should be supportive of the wheat That price. should be supportive for prices going forward. So that's, you know, a little thought. There's the, uh, you know, we look at, we've talked a little bit about crop ratings. So the U.S. corn ratings, remember three weeks ago, went down by like five points. Well, it's jumped up uh, eight, nine points the last two weeks between them, like four, three, four, five points a week there. So that's increasing for corn as the rains are getting a little more widespread. We'll probably keep increasing some. So that's negative for price. That's better for production. Soybean numbers have been kind of steady, not as quick to increase as corn. So let's say they're neutral for soybeans. And on the wheat side, for spring wheat, they should be positive for price because spring wheat is struggling. They're struggling for moisture in our Canadian prairies. Is struggling for moisture something like 60 to 65 percent of our wheat growing regions are considered dry out west so that's that should be positive for for spring wheat and winter wheat their harvest is going slow it so started but it's started going slow. it's going slow so that should be positive but if we go back to the WASDA report about winter wheat so they did they did decrease wheat production in Europe and in Canada so that actually led to a small decrease in world carryout stocks. However, they come up with more wheat in the U.S. They did not decrease spring wheat production as much as some thought. And on the winter wheat, they seem to come up with more hard red winter wheat, which is grown down in Kansas area. And they've been talking all spring how dry it is down there, now how wet it is that the harvest is going slow and that the crop wasn't as good this year, but all of a sudden they increased production for hard red winter wheat. So they must know something we don't. Well, the USDA always knows things that other people don't. So it's a it's a strange one that way. And if we're talking about wheat, let's get into Russia and the Ukraine. Russia and the Ukraine. They weren't really in the market. We didn't hear a whole lot about them last week, but 
This week, there's more news. Well, they started out Monday. It was like Monday morning. Russia had bombed her drone attacks, I guess. A drone attack on the one of the ports at the Odessa ports. So wheat went up, right, Jeff? Oh, for, for about 15 minutes, wheat went up. <laughs> and so they said there was bombs around the Odessa port. Didn't land on the port. How close they were, who knows. And uh, But it just didn't affect prices. And something we've been talking about week over week is this Black Sea Trade Agreement. And next week is the week. It's the 18th, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. It's the drop dead day. And Russia is saying they are not going to renew it. Uh, I haven't even read about any negotiations right now. So, um, And the market's just saying, c'est la vie, whether they renew it or not. And, you know, read on another report how Russia's uh, flooding the market with last year's crop wheat but like they must export out of the black sea region too like they have there's a major ports so. there they have some major so. ports there that handle wheat now if they're not going to let ukraine export is ukraine going to bomb their boats taking out their wheat like i don't know it's it's a strange one and would the markets respond to if a boat got blown up in the black sea i don't know like i don't <laughs> wish that on anybody you don't no. wish that but no. it's it's uh Strange how the market's not really responding to any talk about that Black Sea trade agreement. You know, there's a few other things kind of, there's a, another negative thing hanging out there. Interest rates this week was have increased in Canada, going to increase in the States next week, whenever it is. And they're talking about a couple more increases, whether it's one, two, or three. Yeah. And that's going to, like, that's a negative for, just overall negative for the economy, for consumption generally. And that's the Western world. Oil prices, crude oil prices have kind of slowly increased this week. And they were hanging down at that like $70 region. And now they're up closer, well, that $75 region. And there was kind of two quiet things. The cuts from Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. finally happened on production. And Russia has decreased their production. And which is pretty surprising because they've been saying they were going to decrease, saying they were going to decrease, but they kept ex exporting as much as they can because they need the money. They yeah. need money coming in, but somehow in here they did decrease their, their exports. And remember, their exports are going into where like India and other places, maybe it's not so much Europe now, but more into India and that. So that's kind of has helped to push up oil prices, which is another little little negative. How will it affect our markets? Who's to know going forward? So one thing we haven't really said, so like corn was up about $5 for the week. That happened really early in the week. Then from the WASDA report balanced out. Soybeans were up oh, about $10. And again, most of that was earlier in the week. And from the WASDA report balanced out. Uh, spring wheat prices did go up uh, 5 to $10 different crops. And winter wheat was up a dollar, basically flat. So we did have volatility in there in some days, but not big changes at the end Fairly of Fairly neutral week to once you wrap it all up, I guess. Yeah, and it's a strange one. So going forward, will the market focus in on that the WASDA production, WASDA production reports, or will they focus on weather going forward and how that might affect production? Who knows? Maybe managed money will make a big swing and, and that will affect the markets. And there was a part of it even here in, in prices swinging yesterday. They said managed money was active purchasers yesterday. So, again, they're trading as if they don't believe the, the USDA 
report this week. So the old saying, time will tell all the stories, you know, give all the answers. Hindsight is a great thing. <laughs> Can't make a good decision looking backwards, you're really beat. So Yep, for sure. The, uh, so it was an interesting week. Uh, crops look good in this area, our general area, growing good. Uh, winter wheat harvest, when's it going to happen? Oh, I don't know, Jeffrey. I think possibly as early as next week we might see some loads come in i heard of somebody going to combine on monday next week a little farther west but uh and then southwestern ontario they're definitely have some areas are probably are getting at it but they've got a lot more rain this last week too than we have we've had a little spottier rains here yeah absolutely we, I think even here in the east, we have some have and have not areas for, for I was just thinking that when you were talking about the have and have not areas in the U.S., it's pretty much the exact same story here. So. Well, yesterday looked like a great big rain, and I'm sure we've, well, I know here the rain gauge at the elevator, we got just under half an inch here yesterday, so yep. that's still a, a well-received rain, but it wasn't, didn't seem like there was going to be a lot more. It yesterday. did, it did. It did seem like more. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Um, thanks to everyone that's tuning in and uh, and listening to us every week. And hope everyone has a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for now. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye.